the shows this weekend uh you know required me because this was in florida this was right. in uh down in the keys mm -hmm. so the flights are expensive as shit right i think steve i think piercy told me the flights were eight thousand dollars for how many people for seven people oh yow yeah that's a, so that's a bunch yeah yeah but so, at least you had the, a good flight right it was like straight through is that a good time it was, well, it was no, good no if layovers like out of an airport that's not where you live <laughs> you <know? laughs> uh you know, I had to uh, fly out of LAX. I don't live in Los Angeles. I live in San Diego. So, but fortunately, it was a red eye. So, that, I mean, in that sense, I at least I had all day Thursday to get my shit together for the trip and was in no rush because right. I didn't have to leave to head up there till eight o'clock. Yeah. And then um, you slept I, on the plane the whole way there, right? I can't sleep on a plane <laughs> for two reasons. <laughs> I get uncontrollable erections and I drool. <laughs> it's is are you drooling it. from the erection? I'm asleep when it happens. I'm I it's not my fault. <laughs> but it prohibits me, you know, from sleeping children around. <laughs> yeah. So wait a minute. So you left at um what time did you leave? I left at eight o'clock. I uh my flight left at eleven fifty-nine. And what time okay. did you arrive? So that's with a three hour plane time difference so well, you left hold at three up, in the morning florida hold up you gotta you gotta know where my layover was oh there was a layover i thought you must have had always a, a layover i thought there must have been a straight through flight no i have i don't know if i've ever had one of those <laughs> this is always the a joyful place to go atlanta airport oh the worst airport in the country man it, it's I actually, they are the, they're the meanest employees, no matter where you are, it's it, whether it's the, uh, person at the McDonald's right in there, or the person that's taking your ticket or whoever it is, the stewardess on the plane, they're, they're awful. Like they, they, <laughs> but, uh, but then I, I, ref, I reflect on it. And I go, I go, man, maybe they're just being treated like shit, you know, cause they're, right. they, the, the bitterness that everyone has there that they project onto me. Sure. You know? Like say you go to get something to eat, you're on your layover and, and you, you know, you're used to having like decent customer service. I mean, uh, next guy help you, sir. What would you like? You know, that type of thing. Now this is like, well, what you want? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're like, holy shit. Um, okay. Uh, you know, and you're like, damn, these people are like, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's a racial thing or something too, because, it's like every, I mean, look, I mean, everybody there is black pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I don't know if they treat everybody like that, but definitely I got the impression like, what you want, white motherfucker? Are you, <laughs> you sure? It's, are you sure that it's not, you know, Mohawk guy too? That they think that you're just some kind of fucking delinquent? Skinhead or something? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, yeah, cause it, it, no, I don't fucking know, man. No, I think they're impatient with everybody, to be honest. No. <laughs> I don't think Here's it was Here's your that. coffee, motherfucker. Now give yeah. me my money. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, uh, it, and, and you would think, okay, well, that's just the low-end people, you know, working in the, you know, fast food places. It's their first mm -hmm. job, and they're not taking it that serious or whatever. But, yeah, you know, when I get on the flight, the stewardesses are going to be nice, right? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had some, like soft-spoken on, on my flight out there she was um kind of a soft-spoken uh asian lady and okay. uh when it came time to to what do you want a cookie a lemon bar you know whatever mm -hmm. and whatever this lady said you couldn't really hear it that well right and uh and so the steward's like what you know and, and uh she again goes oh yeah when i can't remember and i go i think she went i can't hear you and, you know, she's like, I can't hear you. You gotta speak up. You know, starts yelling at her. And this, like, I, I mean, this this woman next to me was not capable of of expelling a loud voice. You know, so I'm <laughs> now trying to like translate. I'm like, I think she wants the lemon bar. Um, well, if so, she wants the lemon bar, she better tell me. <laughs> well, she better say something. I'm moving on. <laughs> like, oh shit! You so, may have said uh, lemon bar, but you're getting fucking peanuts, bitch. Open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much so these these uh these red eye flights they tend to 
like turn the heat up in there right. and there's it's already a packed flight and I, normally i don't really have allergies but something about that climate makes my nose start running and right. like all of a sudden i want to start coughing and i don't know what the hell it is about that that like does that right but this the the lady next to me was like you could tell she was like very scared of covid she probably had like two masks on and all this and every time i was like sniffling and i got to a point where i actually had to pull some napkins i had out and actually like, blow my nose so it gave the impression like i might be sick but actually i'm not as you can tell yeah. and uh at some point she was trying to like hand me like some wipes some sanitizing wipes okay. and i took them because I, I didn't want her to freak out i'm like but i explained i'm like i'm not sick it's just allergies believe me <laughs> so so yeah atlanta shitty layover um and then we had to uh get on a plane and get to the keys at this point no sleep okay no sleep uh get to the keys now it's like now what 10. time is it when you get there you go what okay time? We, because of the time change now it's now 10 30 in the morning the day before the gig all right we're playing on saturday and it's now friday at like 10 30 so we get in and basically i just go to my room and try to like sleep okay. for a certain amount of time i you know jason and johnny got from when i heard you know some some comedy gold footage from going out and uh checking out the, sh the the other bands i did okay. not see anybody my assignment you gave me well you did I, your assignment <laughs> i did my assignment you i know your you're assignment? like you're, you're like take video you're I, like a I, mean boss look I, i'll i'll share it right now I, I told eric i said i don't care what you do there's gonna be 30 fucking bands there get me some video. It'll be really cool. Especially if you could take like some side stage video or something. Cause that just looks cool for people that are watching. Is that not exactly what I said? Well, are you yelling at me still? No, I'm not. <laughs> Is that exactly what I said? Holy God damn shit. it. I guess. Now take your lemon square. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like so, I get paid here, Chris. Let's be a I little know. nicer. So, so uh, Eric, of course he did his job. He sends me this. <laughs> Show's over and look, here's all our friends. <laughs> you know this guy? You know this guy? You know that guy? Mark, you know that guy? You might know these people. Never mind, wait a minute. This guy never waited. So that's the... um. I asked, I asked for a video of the, um, you know, all the bands that are playing and I got round Robin introduction of the Steven Piercy band <laughs> mission accomplished. There it is. It worked, <laughs> but you got me some performance video, right? Wait, we got more stuff. What else do we get? We got, we got this performance video right here. <laughs> oh, not this one. Oh, yeah, this one. There's a coffee maker. Coffee. Oh yeah. yeah. Alright. Alright, right, cool. So all right, Eric. Here we are. I'm not I'm filming video. Hey yo, here we is. Rock Island Fest. We're about to beat your ass. <laughs> So there's all the there's all the performance video that I asked for. <laughs> no extra charge on that last one. <laughs> so we got um, what did we what did we learn about Rockfest? <laughs> that I, I smoke that, weed wherever that I you am. smoke weed wherever you are, and that they have a coffee machine. Yeah. <laughs> I think I tried to like for a second uh, take some video of autograph and, and right. then some people came up to me though right away and I was like, ah, shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this was just a line check that we did for this show too. So we didn't really have much to set up and we were getting word that the other bands were struggling with sound. Okay. The, the, the sound team working there. Uh, and they had a lot of people there. I mean, the, the equipment was good and for the most part it was all right, you know, uh, but one thing that can that could totally derail a show for me personally is the monitor guy right and there's times where um to, to maybe save money they'll have a good like front of house guy but then they'll they'll skimp and just get you know somebody who's not as great to do monitors and man when the when that stuff is off it's horrible like i had no monitor 
for like right. the first nine songs. And I kept asking, I'm like, I got the mon even before I went on stage, I went and checked and the monitor wasn't on. I'm like, the monitor ain't on. I even right. had Jason go tell the guy. And then when you go out there, what do you do? You have to be professional. You can't have a meltdown out there. So you just try to, you know, hear yourself yeah. through the mains. But in those Didn't cases, work. singers blow out their voice. Right. Nice. You know, yeah. and you just, you just can't fucking hear. Exactly. Um, and then it seemed like as the show progressed, I was like getting like less guitar, you well, know, and he was turning it down. Yeah, probably. He was like, I think as I was asking for stuff, these guys start panicking and turning the wrong shit. Right. And putting the wrong people, like all of a sudden, like you want more vocal? No, I'll get Scott Coogan's vocal blaring out of my thing where now that's distracting me. And I can't, I, I now I don't even want to go to the microphone, you right. know what I mean? Or whatever. Nice. Uh, but, um, like towards the end of the show, I had told him probably eight times, put my put my guitar just in the left, you know, side fill. Right. Now I have suffered for the last three years from like the worst tinnitus ever. Like I'm stopping you here just for a minute. Yeah. We're gonna put this story on pause because you'll okay. go for another half hour. Oh shit. We have and our company. guest is waiting yeah. in the wings for us. So let's do this. Let's do it. I'm gonna play a commercial. I'm gonna play right. a little bit of um of um dave landau's uh new sketch show called normal world we'll play just a little taste of that and then we will be back with uh dave landau so check it out we will be back right after this it's chris aiken presents and we are back right here on chris aiken presents myself chris aiken eric farantinos and how fun was that dude oh that's so awesome man that was by far our most famous guests i think <laughs> yeah i'd say i would definitely say he's a uh he is um he's in the middle of it, that's for sure. You I was know. just trying not to screw it up. I only had one stoner moment there that Chris caught. <laughs> no, you're fucking high as shit. That's uh, all good. I it's, thought I did okay. I was no, I just you're fine. Up. I was just like you're fine. You you filled in and let me do all the serious talk, and that was good. Yes. That worked I'm out. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> uh, normally I wouldn't be normally there is no serious talk, but you know, he's obviously right in the middle of a huge fucking thing. You know, Dude, he's going to be huge. That show was so funny. I, I, because Chris just told me about it today. Yeah. Uh, Normal World. And I watched the whole first episode and it's amazing. You guys really got to go check it out. And, and you know, and I'm not, I'm really not just sucking his dick because he's my friend, but I mean, I'm just going to tell you his comedy is so fucking funny. You guys should definitely go see his. If you haven't seen Dave live, you need to see him live because he is, he is brutal. And and it is definitely there's no uh, political correctness at all involved in that show. That is a that is a very very good show. But it it's is, a comedy uh, kick to the face. Wow, dude! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's old school. It's Kinnison esque. It's 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 like Kinnison, but with more of a sort of a Stephen Wright kind of a delivery. But just brutality. yeah, he has a little Stephen Wright going on. He, like, yeah. he's funny, dude. I dig he's, him. He's funny I as fuck, him. man. But. But dude, let's let's circle back to where we were before Dave called in. Right, the show. Let's we're get to the show. Now we already showed that you did your homework well for the show. <laughs> I got an A plus. You get an A Silver plus for your homework. Now, how was the show itself? I mean, was it was it packed? Was it empty? It was I've not heard of Rock Fest. I don't know what that is. It was Rock Island Fest, which apparently okay. happened last year as well. But okay. man, that's some big names they had out here is you know we actually were did we go through and say everybody that played because we uh, were started I to i think we started to and then we got sidetracked as we always right do. i mean everybody was there it was like sticks had played the night before uh you know jason and johnny had gone out to that i was exhausted from doing that all night or when you miss an entire night's sleep you're done right so for the most part i just chilled out uh in the room i didn't go out that night uh the day of the show we went and did uh a line check. I, I saw Queensryche that had just okay. finished their stuff. Some of these guys, it's amazing how much gear they bring in. Okay. Like Queensryche, uh, yeah. for example, like truckloads of shit <laughs> is so weird. I mean, we don't do any. I mean, we show up, Piercy Band shows up with our guitars, and I have like a tiny pedal board with like four boss pedals on it right. and I bring my cables and that's it. Yeah. And so Steven I don't know has why a, Steven has it. his mic. Yeah, his mic knuckle. His, his knuckle mic. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like a, a a massive expense. 
you know, to bring all that crap, unless you're on some kind of tour already and it's, you know, in your But Queensryche is. They're out there. They're out there touring. I think they just finished touring with Judas Priest and now they're, so they're, well, they're, they're, they're touring. doing a circuit. Yeah, I don't they're, think they're, they were touring this week when this show happened. Oh, I don't I know. Don't, I, don't I think they had to like fly and you know, I think one airline said, no, you can't bring that much shit. <laughs> nice. You know, they, they just straight away just put, pushed away. it was probably in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. I said, um, no. <laughs> so, uh, any, anyways, uh, you know, you saw the pre-show powwow and, uh, you know, after the line check, I just left my guitars sitting up there. I didn't really have much right. preparation, you know, for this thing. Uh, but we just walked up and, you know, did the best we can do. I think when we ended before, I was just, I was mid-show talking about how the monitors were a freaking mess. Right. And my tinnitus has been better lately. As I've been getting healthier, my blood pressure is where it should be. It started actually getting better. Well, so much for that. This monitor <laughs> guy fucked me that day. So it's back. It's like I back with, woo! That does not, you know, two thirty over one twenty. <laughs> it's ridiculous, yeah. So I think the the only other uh, video we got was like the side stage, which ended up being uh, round and round. Where at this point, the guys got my guitar so freaking loud. That's like the only thing you hear, at least from where the video. Uh, yeah, well, you sent me a different one. You sent me um. Oh, back, back for more. Okay, right. Yeah, somebody had sent, sent tagged me in a back for more that the the sound actually okay. sounded pretty decent. Do you want to see that? Sure. All right, let's let's give people a taste. This is um this is Eric ripping it up with back for more. <laughs> I remember thinking I was going to screw this up in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. You know, he really does still look like Stephen Piercy. Like, yeah, dude, he's sixty. He's gonna be sixty-seven. That's what I'm saying. He looks. He's in good health. Good for him. That's the coolest grandpa anybody <laughs> could ever hope to have, right there. Oh yeah. You know. Hell yeah! All right, let's play a little more. I know it's so. All right. I'm gonna tell you what I do like about this intro. In the old days when they used to do the choreographed thing, I did. I was not a huge fan of that. I like that now he's just kind of rocking. We, yeah, we, we weren't able to do that. We're not coordinated enough. <laughs> it got quiet all of a sudden. My question, dude, does he still like playing these? I mean, he puts a lot of energy into these songs still. Does he still like right. them or, or does he come off the stage and be like, oh, if I never hear Lafka communication again, I'll be No, fine. he's proud to play these because he knows how much they mean to uh, those 80s fans, you know, right. some of these bigger. But do they hits, mean it and... to him? Other do they, Here's my question. Let me pause this. 
because I know, I know, obviously, there's the obvious side. There's the obvious, man, I made a shit ton of money fucking with those songs. So you, so you have an appreciation for that work that defined you, you know, and, and it certainly defined him. But there's the other side, and, and I always call it the Aerosmith syndrome, where Aerosmith, you know, Steven Tyler has said a million times he fucking hates Dream On. He understands he's got to play it every night, mm-hmm. but he's played it 10,000 times. You know, and and I could see Steven being that way with like round and round or back for more or slip of the lip or, you know, any of those, any of the early ones, especially. Well, even me after 20, you know, 22 years of playing some some of these songs, like I, I never get tired of playing round and round just for the reason that people love it so much. And the mm-hmm. end, you can feel the energy. It's like a light turns on in the room. Right. You know, so. It's never a dull moment. The ones that I end up not wanting to play are the ones that don't get as good a reaction. You know. So does that mean that... like you don't like playing like the ones that you actually wrote as much as <laughs> you do the rap? I'm just being honest, not because they're bad songs, That's but because the third they're insult tonight, man. But they're never going to get the pop of. There's not a song you can write that's going to get the no. pop around and round. No, you're exactly right, man. No, you hit it on the head. That's that's why like the solo stuff doesn't end up lasting in the set so long because when they're like, okay, what what where where can we trim some fat here? You know, and they're gonna uh-huh. where's a dull moment? We it's not it's not the solo song would have totally been a dull moment. Uh, some of the stuff, you know, it was really because Stephen had re right around the Geico commercial time mm-hmm. had put the rat with Juan together. And so our album had come out right then. So instead of promoting it, supporting it and doing a video for view to a thrill, he went off and did that. Right. So this thing pretty much got shelved. Although the, the people that bought smash bought view to a thrill. I saw some of the numbers from frontiers and I think view to a thrill maybe sold a thousand less than smash did, but they were still, you know, had yeah. sold of twenty thousand something records. Oh, that's good. Each, yeah. yeah. It's just, dude. It's just, it's just. I I see both sides to it. I mean, I I certainly like. I'm super proud of some of the work that I've done. You know, like like my own books. I'll use my own books as an example. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of, especially "Call Me Chris." That's probably my my proudest book because that was tough to write. And it, and it was, you know, and it was, it's emotional and it's real and it's, you know, it's sold the most it's, it's done really well. And I get emails from people every single week, even all these years later. I mean, it's been, I think eight years or something since I put that book out and, um, and I get email. I literally get at least one email every single week with somebody that says something to the effect of this book helped me get through my accident and my situation. And I can't believe you were this raw and it's the same way I feel about super nice. I'm super appreciative. I I feel all of that kind of stuff. And you couldn't force feed me cyanide to read it again. I, (laughs) I, I, I would never open it up one time. I'll never open it up again. You know, right. because I do have the, you know, I, I do have the option of not opening it up. It's something that I did and I'm super proud of it, but I have the option to not live in it. Steven doesn't have that option. He has to live in round and round, slip right. of the lip, lay it down, lack of communication, way cool junior. It turns into a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're does. like Groundhog Day or some shit. Yeah. And it's got to be. I mean, Steven's been doing this, what, 50 years, 40 years? How long has rap been about? 45 years. Well, he's definitely pushing uh, 50 years of being a musician, playing gigs, you know, but as far as uh, rap, it's definitely the 40th. 84, right? So next year will be the 40th anniversary. So he has, and and Steven's always been a touring guy. It's not like like he sat home for 10 years anywhere. He even right. when he wasn't in Rad, he was doing Stephen Piercy's Rad or Stephen Piercy. The the, the scam demic was the only time. The only time he sat home, and even then he, he played. He played. No, the the pandemic show, the <laughs> the, the 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 whiskey show. You know, right. I mean, he, he even funny. played. It was then. like a a secret mission to like get a get a show out, sneak a show out yeah. to the people. So I I mean, realistically, Stephen has played. Five to seven thousand shows. Realistically, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe more, maybe less, but right around that number. I think I think any five is probably realistic. Three hundred a year. I mean, not three hundred a year. Two hundred right. a year. That would be a thousand every five years. So that'd be eight thousand shows in forty years. So you, God, you have some years. Mathematical. Yeah, which is crazy because then you get me on the CMS and I can't add three plus two. You're like but, Rain Man over here. I know. You it's know, weird how that just worked. Believe me, that's just a miracle that it worked. It's not that I'm good <laughs> at math. Uh, but if if he's played 8,000 shows, give or take, he's played he's played round and round 8,000 times. Right. 8,000. Well, it, it tends to be like a reflex to like taking a piss, you know, or whatever. Yeah, okay. But but think about it. I mean, you've taken, you've taken 8 million pisses. What's your favorite one? <laughs> right you know he gets off on certain nights when the crowd's giving it to him that's helps you know what yeah. i mean uh it, you know it's tough if if you're not getting the reaction as the fans i'm noticing get older mm-hmm. i you know even at this festival there was probably a good amount of people on the in the back areas that were sitting down for a lot of that yeah because we're all um, old the, there was a yeah there was a pit where maybe the, the people that are more in their 40s and 50s were hanging out but yeah, they get up there and then you hit a point. Um, I remember seeing Boston like 10 years ago mm-hmm. and everyone at that point was in the sit down mode. Right. They, they played at the Del Mar fair or something. And I had like, uh, but the girl I was dating at the time had like front row tickets or f- tickets right in the front there. And I was embarrassed because we got there like a, a little bit into when the concert started and, and it looked like everybody could see us like walking down because everyone was just seated and being so sure. mellow, you know, you, you would think at a, at a rock concert, you could just show up and no one would notice two people that walked in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was like, holy shit, is this what it's come to? You know, it's just a bunch of old people sitting down and that was yeah. Boston, you know, a huge, you know, band. And that was 10 years ago, at least. Yeah. But, but, but those bit, that band was 10 years older than, than our era. So their fans were 10 years older. Right now with heavy metal, I can only hope that through these TV shows that are starting to put stuff in, you know, Stranger Things, putting Master mm-hmm. of Puppets, all this, that the young kids do want to come see these old metal legends, mm-hmm. you know, because they are going to get a rock show at the end of the day. Sure. As you can hear, we're, we're a real bad the big amps. Yeah. yeah. Dude, here's the difference in, in the crowds now. And this is, and I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody of this. As a as a as a fat guy with bad knees and just tired, you know, and a, and a warrior of shows. When I was in my teens and twenties and even thirties, you couldn't get me out of the fucking mosh pit. I would be in the mosh pit from, and I would be throwing elbows and hitting people in the face and taking face shots and whatever to be in the front. I had to be in the front of every fucking show, <laughs> and I was that guy. I was the guy that was punching. I was throwing kicks, fists, everything. I was an asshole. Whoa! I was whoa! There you go, just like you. <laughs> <laughs> and as I've gotten older, and I can tell you exactly where it changed, because I remember the exact show when that ended. It was 10 years ago. I was um me and my friend John and um and his now wife Stephanie, we went to Fiori's. In Indianapolis, or not Indianapolis, but Indiana, in Finley. I think it's in Finley, Indiana. Uh, okay, go on. No, we <laughs> went We went to that place to see Seven Dust and Lacuna Coil and the reunited coal chamber. Oh. And during Seven Dust set, I got hit harder than I've ever been hit in my life by anything except for the seven-ton bomb that blew me up. I oh. mean, I got fucking murdered. Boom! And I went straight down to the ground and I literally thought I broke my leg. I, I mean, it hurt so fucking bad. And my entire leg, the whole bottom of my leg, this much leg was fucking black. And I really thought I broke my leg. And Would I he just kick you in the, in the calf or something. No, or what happened was a guy hit me from behind and I fell. I went straight okay. down and I fell. And a guy that was in front of me and had his leg kind of behind him a little bit, I fell kind of, and his leg came down under. And mm. I did this sort of a thing. So sadly, this poor guy leg. died that you landed no, on. No, he was all right, too. He actually <laughs> popped right back up. The first thing I'm laying on the ground, he popped right up. He was like, yeah. 
<laughs> wow. He was all it, but he was a younger guy. Right. He was a younger dude. And this guy that fucking pliable. Yeah. And this guy that whacked me was a younger guy. And I just was like, he whacked you off or uh, I wish. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Not really. <laughs> but he hit me so hard. I just was like, I'm done. I'm not going in the mosh pit anymore. No more of that. And I haven't. I, and I, I told my Slayer story. My my mosh pit days ended at 17 years old, or so. That was. Oh, no. I'm not built like you. I was like 150 pounds back then. I, mm. I got knocked out right in South of Heaven when they opened for priests, <laughs> and that was it. I'm like, okay, I'll be in the loge for the rest of my life or on yeah. that stage, dude. I I, I and now I I know for me when I go to a show now, I'm I'm the I'm the typical pick your spot old guy. Like mm -hmm. I for sure have to have seats. If it's a standing room show, I will not go. I just, if there's no chairs, I'm not going. That's the first thing. And I'm the guy that'll, I'll sit in the chairs, but then I'll pick my song. And for that one song, I'm up rocking out, you know, whatever that song is. I'll be like, yeah, like, here we go. Okay, yeah. come on. It's creeping death. Yeah. And creeping up. up. And creeping I'm up. Yeah, exactly. Up. That's it. I'm, 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 <laughs> creeping my ass out of the chair to get up and I'll you rock know, out for that one song and then I sit right the fuck back down our buddy Eddie Trunk was there was he but he stood the whole time he he was the MC for hey the show. Eric how you doing buddy good to see you he did that of course he did he did he said how you feeling you know because he he knows I got fucked up my heart or whatever but he's 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 always nice to me again and he he gave us a nice introduction but then he pulls out his phone. He just starts filming it, the whole fucking thing. Nice. Yeah, he was just sitting there, and I'm, I'm like, oh. I mean, it's not a great sound, but, you know, he has an audience, at least. I mean, the thing yeah. had clocked over, like, 20,000 views by, like, the end of the day. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I tried not to let it distract me or whatever, having Eddie Trunk filming you like, from <laughs> five feet away. Dude, he's a dude. I also dude. saw him uh, in the airport. Uh, on the way, I had to watch him go through security. Right. So they didn't know. You know what, though? I, I've even seen Slash in front of me go through security with right. with the Slash hat. With he the had sl the Slash and they don't know who on. he is? Yeah, I, I was really kind of perplexed why he would be like, yeah, do that. Like, walk around actually as Slash with the freaking thing on. But they totally made him take it off. Ah. And, like, oh, and at the time, like, I don't think anybody had even seen slash without his hat on right you know and so i was like holy shit are they gonna make him do it i was like about 10 people behind behind slash right and uh sure enough they made him take it off and he, and he had to take it off but he had a hair under there so All he right. wasn't he wasn't hiding any like he wasn't brett michaelsing it yeah it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like a skullet protector <laughs> You know, I was worried. Wouldn't that, I, wouldn't I that be depressing, be that, though? Wouldn't that have been depressing if he took it off and there was like no hair under there? Yeah, or the hair was attached the to, hair the, was hat attached to the hat. <laughs> so I was bracing myself. I was bracing myself, but no, he had the hair. But I, but I just couldn't, you know, help but notice that how everybody just gets treated like shit at the airport and that we've been oh, yeah. fucking putting up with this for 22 goddamn years over yeah. what a, a guy who unsuccessfully tried to light his fucking shoe Allegedly. on fire on a plane now that's one and, i'll always argue i never seen picture one of that situation happen it's the most ridiculous story i've ever heard you know mm -hmm. what i mean and it was just ridiculous and uh it just just everything that they've the tsa the whole development of the tsa and how awful they've been and, you know, people have short memories, but when this first started and they were uh, x-raying people, there was like literally TSA guys jerking off to it up in the, <laughs> up right. in the office. Um, they can grab your balls. They can finger your wife. They can fondle your kids. And you can't do a goddamn no, thing about it. You have it. no fucking rights mm -hmm. in the airport. I don't know if people are aware of that. Airports aren't even like part of the United States. Okay, yeah. like you have no rights at mm -hmm. all once you're there. And the the sexual specifically harassment of the whole thing really fucking irritates me. Oh. And now they're like, "Oh, well, we're going to we're going to uh have to finger your wife, but don't worry, we won't have a man do it. We're going to have this super butch lesbian come yeah, over." Yeah, exactly. And do it. 
And she's going to like it just as much. Or this guy identifies as a woman, so it's okay. Right. And it's bullshit. I know. And, uh, you know, and I always, you know, I, they, they do the thing, uh, with me where my, cause my, ba- I don't have a big ass. So my pants do sag a lot, especially <laughs> to make you take your goddamn belt off, which is the right. stupidest fucking thing. Oh, take off your belt, pull up your pants, take off your belt, pull up your pants. It's so retarded, man. Right. And, uh, this is 22 years of this. So anyway, when I have to go put your hands up so I can't hold my pants, so my pants dip down and then something detects on the thing and I come out and like, there's a little, like a red square that'll be near my butthole on the screen. <laughs> All right. And, uh, he's like, uh, sir, we're gonna have to feel you down here. I'm sorry, but I, as you could see, you, got, you see right here. And I'm like, are you trying to tell me I have a red cube? shoved up my ass is that what you're accusing me of you know and he's like no it, it blanks it out they're just, just saying something's there and i was like oh god damn it you know yeah, so they got a dump a that up. i want to take <laughs> yeah 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 i'm prairie dogging it over there all right come on can we get this going <laughs> um but uh yeah so still dealing with this and so watching you know eddie trunk slash get this treatment i'm watching yeah. eddie trunk you know get this treatment and it's just sad it's sad it's sad to watch eddie trunk have to go through security and take all his shit off and take his hat off and because he he is missing a little bit of hair back here who slash no eddie trunk (laughs) (laughs) a little bit where everywhere (laughs) but he's you know as i said eddie's always nice to me you know and i stay out of your guys fucking bullshit yeah well that's Uh, it i mean yeah you don't need to be you don't need to be into our yeah. Our I consider this friend. I saw him, you know, too. Like later uh, in the restaurant, we, were, you know, it's a small airport there at the Keys. Yeah. There's only like one fucking restaurant at this place. So I'm walking in. I knew Scott was probably in there, and he was having breakfast. And I saw Eddie, and I, I didn't walk over to talk to him. I was just like, hey. I just kind of gave him yeah. a smile, and he was like, oh, right. Hey. Yeah. Uh, and then I just kind of had, uh, you know, breakfast with Scott, and then took sure. my flight home uh and again you know there was a weird scenario on the flight where this time it was a it was an asian disruption okay going on i'm on this like massive plane i think it was like a, a 777 uh right. going out of atlanta this time and uh i'm in like row 50 seat you know 55 or something and then the woman i'm about to help put her stuff up i guess her husband was like seated separate from her and he's getting real nervous because i'm like helping her with her bag and then you could tell she's turning around like ah, oh you want to you, you want to take a middle seat because i get i have a middle seat he had a a, a aisle seat but further back right and he was like yeah i want to sit there i want to sit and so i i don't care i would i would have done that for any couple you know oh, what i mean if they were sure. like hey would you mind switching with us so we could i would totally do that and i did I got up right away. I go, yeah, no problem. Even though it was even further fucking back that I was already like, yeah, seat 52. Now I'm going back to like seat 59, which okay. is like by the toilet. Yeah, well, but, but at that point, does it matter? I mean, I guess it yes. matters being by the toilet. I'm a Delta but... gold member and I'm sitting back in, you know, gold member. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm back in the back of the plane. So this, uh, this Asian lady is sitting, um, in the aisle seat like next to me and something's going on where there the one a black person came up and told her you need to move like what seat are you supposed to be in and oh, and he looks he's like you're supposed to be sitting over there and she's like oh yeah, well, thank you, thank you. she did she didn't you didn't even know what she was saying and, right. and the black dude's like no but you're supposed to be sitting no you need to get up and get over there you know and he's like yelling at her and i'm like oh here we go here right. we go and uh somehow they managed to, they got a stewardess that speak that spoke her language. Oh, no kidding. Wow. That, that came over. But that's when it got really even worse. Like my anxiety was already like starting to peak at this point. Right. And um, somehow they're, they're talking to each other in whatever language it was, but, but they were like talking at the same time, which was the most bizarre thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> they weren't actually like yelling. And I, I apologize. I'm not trying to be, I don't speak Chinese, Gibberish. Japanese. Gibberish. I don't speak Vietnamese. I don't, and I apologize right. for that. I only just, I can only like emulate the sounds of it. So please, because I, I have love for everyone. I really, I truly, and I, I'm, I'm not joking. I, I don't All want right. a, no anyone to get But anyway, it was, it was just like, it was like, and the other one starts and, and it's going, it just started escalating. And then at some point, I can't 
do both voices at the same time. Chris, can you just start going? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And and so and it and it wouldn't stop. And I'm, I was like, seriously, <laughs> and I just got you know I couldn't. I, I probably came off like as a bigot or something, but you know. And I was so annoyed by the time that whole thing ended. I was like, well, I, I sure as hell would like to know what that was about, dude. See, but you're a big enough dude that you could put that down in one. Now you'd have to be a dick to do it. But you just got to come full fucking from the balls yell and be like, can you both shut the fuck up? <laughs> and they That's will. where I was and at they will, at this point. And they will stop because they're not used to. And especially you where you look kind of rock and roll and dangerous anyway. <laughs> if you did that and just gave them the evil look behind it, like you're going to murder them if they don't shut their fucking yap, they're going to sit down and shut up. And I've been generally doing better. You know, I'm on medications and shit. So I'm like, I'm on stuff that like forces my blood pressure down. And this was actually, I was just to the point where now it's going, it's not working anymore. Whatever those drugs are they give me, we're not, they're no longer working at this point. And so, yeah, I like shouted. I'm just like, I would love to know what that was. And then some lady actually, she didn't, I don't think this other passenger knew if it was the guy in front of me that said that or me, but she kind of was like, oh, apparently, um, this woman uh, didn't know that the plane was going to whatever city. She she didn't buy the ticket, and it turns out it's sending her somewhere. So she's going to somewhere she didn't think she was going to be going to. And I was like, that's the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. Who doesn't know where they're going? And I'm like, is she being like human trafficked or like what's going on? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. She's got so a snapper full of cocaine that she's moving across the country or something. Right. <laughs> So, I, you know, and that was it. I got back. Uh, and again, you know, I got to Wally Park. I actually made it back on time because, you know, if your flights are delayed and shit, Wally Park doesn't give a shit. No. You'll pay. You'll get charged a whole other fucking day. Yeah. What, what's the what's the phrase in um, Goodfellas? Fuck you. Pay me. <laughs> exactly. That's what it says when you, oh, you put your card in. Fuck you, you, you. Pay me. <laughs> you show your phone, you know, little barcode thing for the gate to open. Yeah. And it goes, beep. Fuck you. Pay me. Yeah, <laughs> you, you stayed here. Credit card out. To yeah, get out. You stayed here three days. You're like, no, it's two days and two minutes. Fuck you, yeah. pay me. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. My parking from doing that red eye Thursday and picking the car up Sunday at like eight at night was only like sixty bucks, which was nothing. That's well, nothing, um, but it's still something. It's still, something uh, yeah, you I don't have in your pocket. I did put it in my expense report. Yeah. Well, that was the deal. They're like, hey man, that's if you go out of LAX, it'll be. Five hundred dollars cheaper, right? And I was and like, said, "Well, no, it's four hundred dollars cheaper because <laughs> you're gonna have to fucking pay me for, yeah. for driving pay and me. everything else." Yeah, <laughs> exactly, dude. What? How is that wrong? You, you you blew a tank of gas between going and going home. My car, half though, right? When I top off my tank and I'm driving and not traffic, it actually did all right. Uh, yeah, my car so. used up a quarter tank of gas to go up there and back, so I wasn't okay. even sweating the gas so much but you still put another 200 300 miles on your car right getting there time. my time is valuable yeah. i, I like, get you that. think after flying back from florida taking two flights and a 12-hour travel day i want to drive another two hours well and meanwhile you've slept one day out of three last oh thing my you God. want to do with one day's sleep is drive we're having our biggest show today with dave landau and yeah. i fucking passed out today at like noon and woke up <laughs> at like about 40 minutes before the show started was like oh shit i was so exhausted from this thing that's all good but it was a good yeah at the end of the day i think the thing was a success i mean everybody said they had a good time eddie trunk said good things about it well, and that's, that's what good. we want we want other promoters to see heads and yeah. out there in the crowd and people having a good time and i think they they got that from rock island well, fest well hopefully this is one that leads to more you know i mean obviously you guys are ramping up here soon right not not quite yet but right well we leave this uh week we have two shows with vince neal one in arizona yeah. right, and so one in, one in coachella area near palm springs okay yeah and you'll be back monday or no Yes, I'll be okay. here Monday with a full report. All right, good. Can I have video? Of course I have video of something. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what. <laughs> hey, man, here's another doobie I smoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. We were supposed to be done at 10. It's now 1030. You I'm, got it. 
I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. And uh, this has been successful. I mean, the Ronnie Monroe thing, we will get that worked out eventually. We will. Yep. Don't know when. What you know? I, I said we would do it next week. We will not do it next week because he'll be on the fucking boat. The seventy thousand tons of metal. That's right. He'll be on the boat, so we will Let's not. Hope talk the boat about doesn't it. sink. You know what we're metal. doing next week, though, dude. For hmm. sure confirmed. We are talking to, um, the current and former great white vocalists. We're talking to current great white vocalist Brent Carlisle. And former Brent, um, great white vocalist Harry Illus or Illuis or whatever we're calling Louise, him today. Right, Illuis. I'm going with Illus. That's what I've heard of. Harry I'm going to ask him. I'm just going to ask him flat out. What's your fucking last name, dude? It's not going to be awkward like my my Mark Turin Torian. I'm going to just ask him. I don't he care if him. it's awkward. I'd rather be awkward and right than sounding cool but being wrong and having him correct me. Right. I don't want to be correct. I don't want him to. I don't want to say, "Hey," and on the show now it's Terry Lewis. He goes, "Oh no, it's Illuis." I don't want to be that guy either. So I'm just gonna say, "Dude, he's all, it's I Lewis. It's I yeah, Lewis, and that'll probably be what he'll say. I Lewis, I Louise. It's I yeah. Louise. That's that's probably what he's gonna say. How could you fuck that up? You know. I'm like, all right. Well, okay, Tony. No, no, no. I'll call him Tony instead of you know Terry. So- <laughs> So, and then the Carlisle kid, he's amazing. He's like a, a young Robert Plant, in my opinion. Yeah. Can we get Jack? We can get Jack. We just don't have a reason to get Jack yet. We do have a reason to talk to Brett Carlisle and um, Terry Illus or Illus or whatever. And that is that they have a, um, they have a single out with George Lynch and with uh, Brett's, I, I don't know if it's his former band or his current other band, um, All or Nothing. Um, and they did a song with Terry and George Lynch. So we'll be talking about that and we'll be talking about, they're playing some shows together. They're, they're doing, um, at least one weekend of shows together. So we will be talking to them next week and we will be talking to, um, Drew Fortier, formerly of Bang Tango, uh, currently of the Lucid with David Ellison. Um, and they'll be talking, he'll be talking about his, um, new EP, the Lucid's new EP, which is called stand up or die. I think I th- stand I think up that, or sit down. Yeah. Stand up or sit okay. down. Me at the concert. You got two choices. <laughs> stand up, sit down. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Jim, I will have Jarvis Jarvis Leatherby of night, night demon. How can you even question that I would have Jarvis? I've had Jarvis on for every record he's ever done. I will have Jarvis on for sure for Night Demon when the record comes. I'm not going to do it on a video. I want the whole record. So um, (laughs) now the fans are, I'm ready to go. And now they're throwing all kinds of comments in at me. Well, read some comments. Get the model chick that does the underwear commercials between the segments. I'd love to know who she is. She is. She is a definite little hottie. What is that for again? What what commercial is that? Um, Explain that one. Myhappydesires.com is a um is a sex toy website. It's this sounds this already sounds Asian with the word happy in it. It's not That's it's what from they do. It's oh. from um uh, the company is based in Chico, California. And um they also have a um they have a um brick and mortar porn porn store or porn you know porn toy store, I guess. What do you call those? Adult store. Mm-hmm. Do we still call them adult stores, or are we are we grown enough that we can? Susan say that and I are going to need the address for that. By the way, that's only about an hour and a half drive. <laughs> no, it's spicing she, up our relationship. She goes way north of you. Yeah, it's right by the prison. I did Isn't time it? there back in '75. <laughs> that's not an hour from you. That's like ten hours from you. Oh no, wait, that's Chino. Never mind. Yeah, you're I talking about Chino. Me. Chico is <laughs> Chico's like I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about? Chico's like an hour north of. Frisco. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to go there. I was saying, you're going to drive 11 hours to get a dildo? Jesus, dude. (laughs) It's a long drive. If we have to. (laughs) But just to keep the anonymity, you know what I mean? I don't want like the the mailman to get uh, concerned. I wouldn't normally, but theirs has extra speed settings. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? I'll I'll send that tasty bitch a twelve inch promo if it comes. Whoa, 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 scale. Jerry! This is a that's, children's show. That's rude, Jerry. It's rude. 
I like it though. It's funny, but it's rude. <laughs> I just got that f- happened last night. Like I was being nice. Somebody like wrote me on Instagram and there was like, yeah. he was asking like, Hey, who's, who's singing, uh, on, um, I think it was, you, you think you're tough. Yeah. He's like, I don't see Juan there. Who was singing his part? And I go, I, and I took the time to write him back. Well, Oh yeah. I, I sing the, the Juan parts on that, on that song. And he's like, no shit. And then he sends me a video of a, like a, two drunk people on a, on a bed, two drunk guys. And one's like kind of passed out. And the other is like laughing. And he goes over just like farts in the dude's face, <laughs> a gurgly fart. And then the, the passed out dude just pukes in his sleep. Oh. He like send, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I don't even <laughs> see that shit. I'm like, don't send me that. And he, like, he did like another one, like right after. I'm like, I'm good, man. I'm good on that. I don't need to see that. That's funny. All right. Thank you, Kimberly. We're just calling them the toy stores now. Oh, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Toy stores. We have a female that listens to the show. One. <laughs> All right. Yes. One. Let's see. Let's see. And Jerry says, of course, you and I, we rock. Thank and that's you, where we're going to leave it. I'm not going to read any more comments. I'm not going to do any more because okay. we're done. We're hungry. We're, we're hungry and we're done. And I, I didn't even bring a bottle of water. So I need a drink like nobody's business. But all right. So next week is all that. Um, tomorrow, for those of you that like the interviewee type stuff that we don't do live, um, uh, Ricky Warwick from Black Star Riders will be released at midnight tonight. Or, or tomorrow or whatever, however you look at it. So check that out. They have a new album called Wrong Side of Paradise. If you want to see me fuck up, you can watch the very beginning of that interview and you can hear me fuck up and Ricky correct me because I did not edit it out because I am a professional enough to take the facts that I suck sometimes. So do that. Watch that one. Um, of course, obviously, I'll be on Talk To Me on Saturday, on Classic Metal Show on Saturday, on, um, I don't know if I have any other shows this week, but uh, I might, I don't know, chrisaken.net or theclassicmetalshow.com or cmspn.com. Those are where you can find me. You can find Eric at um, officialstevenpiercy.com, I guess. Well, for certainly for tour dates and then uh, social media, of course, got Eric Ferentino's Facebook, send me, send me an Instagram. I, I set up the Instagram a few months ago, so hit that up. All right. There we go. And that's it. So we're done. Donezo. Fuck off, everybody. <laughs> we will fuck Watch off out for the vaccinos, everybody. Yeah, no shit. Can you tell I'm just struggling to find the way to end this? <laughs> I can't find the words. All right, here's the words. So for Chris Aiken Presents, I have been Chris Aiken. And I'm Eric Farantinos. And we will see you guys, including you, next week. See you, folks. <laughs>